talk shit. Welcome back to another episode of The Tripod Effect. Today I get to moderate, and we're going to talk about the, the masculine need to verbally abuse each other because of the stressors that they're holding in their life. Valid. <laughs> As you can tell, Andrew and I are not happy about this. <laughs> And we realize that this is going to be a really overcoming and stressful conversation, but necessary, for sure. So we're, we're both stretching all the tension out of ourselves or fidgeting, <laughs> because we know it's like, all right, this is, this is going to be good. We sat down with a different topic, and we realized this is the topic for today. <laughs> As I yeah. sit between the two of you in this tension. Yeah. Oh, that was well done. We're both like breathing heavy. <laughs> we're like I'm just waiting. You know, say we're both like, dude, just fucking ask the question. Yeah, just real. ask it. We're fucking on pins <laughs> let's and needles let's here. Let's get this going. It's like the marriage. Like, just walk down the fucking aisle already. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm dying. I just want to get to the fucking food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Reception, drinking, food. Let's go. Yeah, like, give me the fucking veggies. Let's get to the dessert. Come on. <laughs> I think. Maybe the viewers probably could use a little bit of a backstory as to why. Like, whoa, 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 we, no, no, we no. sat down to record a different topic, and these two couldn't even get through one sentence before they were ripping each other's throats out with their words. Like, and we were fine with it. She was the only one that had a problem. Yeah, we were. We just were not accomplishing I mean, anything. Yeah. Not accomplishing anything other than maybe one of them storming out of here because they're fucking done. <laughs> Again, we were fine with that. Like, we were fine. I'm not seeing the problems here. Actually, I take it back. I'm seeing two people that agree, one person that doesn't. So, two thirds of his vote, majority rules, you're out. You bring another person in and they might agree on my side. No, bring another man in. They'd be on our side. That'd be three-quarter vote. Depends on how healed they are and how much they are honoring the fact. Of I don't even know him, but we're bringing Tim in. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he agreed with one thing you said. I don't. I'll take a chance. <laughs> I'll take a chance. That chance with me sitting here and I'm the one that makes no bakes. You're outvoted. <laughs> That's true. She's got you there. Fuck you. <laughs> you might want to pick a different one. <laughs> I'm more religious. Bring Nate. I'll get him with Jesus. Hell no. <laughs> All right. We're so, gonna steer so away. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're doing a lot of name on. drops here. <laughs> I don't like the name drop in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. All right. Yeah. You you do your thing. I'm. All right. Yeah. It's about time. When, Shut up. When you ain't done. <laughs> this is why we couldn't accomplish anything. <laughs> when you came here today. You know, God wasted a good asshole when he put teeth in your mouth. Oh my fucking Lord. <laughs> we are not going to make it through this. When you came here today. Yep. Did you come here in a good mood? Fucking A, I did. Uh, let's not lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mind reader. What mood did I come in here today? You weren't even here. So you don't know. 
As far as Grady announced it, I showed compassion multiple times. I offered to help multiple times. I showed, I mean, gratitude. Okay. When we sat down to record oh, yeah, said yeah, podcast. Fuck, fuck him. Yeah, no. So, no, I came here today. I wasn't, like, in a bad mood, but I definitely was stressed about a lot of things going on in my life. So there was that tension there. So the ability for me to become in a bad, to be in a bad mood was very likely through the littlest things because I was already very tense about a lot of things going on in my life. A lot of things. <laughs> what about you? He picked up on the fact that I was stressed and anxious and well, immediately, immediately started immediately. playing into it. Immediately. To push buttons. I like to push buttons. I was just looking for the mute. Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe subconsciously we walked into this and you guys saw an opportunity to release some of that tension that's built up on each other. Which we were doing until you said it was unhealthy. Do y'all think it's healthy? Well, we don't know. You stopped us. <laughs> it was working. <laughs> <laughs> was it, though? We don't know. You stopped it mid-race. <laughs> Before it could escalate to, you know what, fuck you, <laughs> storm out of here. And then afterwards, we'd apologize to each other, grow from it, and feel better, and be okay. Really? You really think that's where you guys would have ended up? Yeah. Depending on how escalated it got, what someone says to, you know, egg the other one on to release, because, you know, it's a pissing contest of who can say the biggest thing to piss off the other one. That's what guys do. Yeah, and if you go too far, you end up losing friends. All because you were trying Only to... Only if they're attention. immature about it. There are some things that can't be unsaid. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're attacking me. Like, yell at him. Like she's You're the one that said... I, she's talking to both of us, but she's looking at me. You're responding. I'm he the hasn't good responded. one here. No, you're the smart one, because she's your wife. No, well... Let's see if it was the other way around. If Jenna was here saying this shit, you'd probably be saying more, and I'd be shutting the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah. See, you're learning. <laughs> but this is how you grow through the things. Like, having these hard, difficult conversations, instead of, you know, let's beat each other up with our words so we feel better let's actually well talk you said about we it. couldn't actually beat each other up so we had to resort I to alternatives did not say that y'all are the ones that haven't if you gotta do whichever you gotta do that's on you but if you are not friends at the end of it then i'm gonna have a problem i got a fucking idea let's go out and punch it back so you can hit it harder oh my gosh here back to the pissing contest but i don't want to hit a punching bag i want to hit your face Put a picture of my face on it. Okay. You got a printer right yep, there. We Let's got fucking printer. run it. We need a picture of both of us. ASAP. Hey, I'll get one from your Facebook. You get one from my Facebook. That's where you can find one. We can each find one we hate of each other. Okay. I mean, that would be healthier. See? Done deal. Okay. That would be healthier. We figured it out. You'd be working together, too. Yeah, exactly. And then what'll happen is you'll punch my face, and then I'll just pull out my shotgun and shoot yours right the fuck off. I win. How the fuck are you hiding a shotgun? And this is how you guys go through every single day. When you're when shit hits the fan and things get overwhelming. Like no wonder you end up just starting to throw off this angry energy at whoever does one tiny little thing wrong in your path. So to actually get back to what you were talking about, I think men in general have this problem. 
and I, I really I don't want to say that women aren't capable they have their own problems too it's just different than men's mm-hmm. um, but so like when I'm tense if Jenna was here I wouldn't be attacking her I would be quiet because I wouldn't want to fuck anything up and then she's going to read that energy and that's going to fuck it up anyway for my lack of communication the biggest reason why I think a lot of men don't communicate is because they don't want to appear weak Mm -hmm. and they don't want to offload that stress onto their spouse, partner or girlfriend because they don't want to bring you down they want to deal with it themselves in a way I think men do that with women in my opinion it's, it's a form of protection like hey I don't want to offload it onto you I don't want to cause stress I don't want to ruin your day so I will keep this internally and I will deal with this as a form of protection I, I think that's what it is for me I don't know if it's like it that also for you. goes back to the whole you know men needing to be a fixer yeah they oh, don't want you can't fix it we have to fix it exactly it's our job to fix and what happens if a woman fixes if somebody else fixes it for you how does that make you feel though? yeah not great like does it make like, you feel like like weak like yeah. you can't handle your own shit yep. you're not a real man because you can't handle your own shit. I fix the thing. Exactly. And if you can't fix it, you keep struggling with it until you do. 100%. You don't offload it on anybody. I got this. I'll take this on. That's the way they don't have to. And you can fix it yourself. Therefore, you don't have to rely on them. Because or you just on don't fix it at all and then it overwhelms you. Well, yeah. that? <laughs> but also, could you take that as a, a form of reliance on somebody? Because if somebody fixes something for you... It's like you're relying on them to do that, so it's almost like you've lost your ability to do it. But were you relying on them to fix it, or did they just fix that one thing, and no, I, then you were grateful for it? Well, right. No, that's the healthy way to do it. <laughs> I mean, the non-healthy way of not wanting to offload it to them, because what if they do fix it? Are you going to take that as a form of, like, wait, I can't fix my own problems now? Okay, but you're think about the word choice you're using. No neither partner should be fixing anything for the other. Right. But having a conversation and hearing different people's perspectives on it. Yeah. Just because you maybe whatever one thing they said helps you see it in a different light and then you can go and do the work and fix it for yourself. Right. Not even what they said necessarily. I mean just talking it out and hearing your own like thoughts come to life can you know, click a switch. And well, yeah, you're physically saying it. You're not just internally overthinking it. Now it's physical. Now you, it's not just manifested. You've said it. It's yeah. out there. It's like writing things down. You, it's, it's now it's physically represented on a piece of paper. So it's like now you don't have to remember or think about it because it's down. Like writing. That's why people write lists. It's like, hey, I don't have to remember that. I got the list right here. You know, um, I think a big part of it for me personally, it, it the core of it would be trust for me if I'm being vulnerable with you with my what I like my emotions or my weaknesses I have to trust that you're not gonna abuse the vulnerability that I just gave you I have to trust that you're not going to eventually when you get upset throw that in my face how long is it gonna take for someone to be able to get to that level for you though because if you're um, in a committed relationship with somebody, if it takes you years to get there... Oh, then the relationship's already over mm-hmm. before it even started. So I, I think, like, how to do it... I'm not saying I'm doing it 100% correct, but I think the best way to do it is, for me, 
start small and and go from there. Like give them little things, like not give them little things like it's it's pri- like privilege, but it's like you're giving them little things and seeing how they respond to it, and then they earn your trust that way. That's how I think men do a lot of things. Like when you meet, like when I worked at, you know, the steel plant, when a new guy came in, we weren't supposed to have tobacco there. So the first couple of days I'd feel him out and then I might pop a chew in front of him and see what he does with that. Okay, he didn't report it to the boss. Like, okay. Then when something breaks and I don't report it, I see how that, if it's something small, I see how he responds to that. And then after a period of a, several months, it's like, okay, that dude's solid. I can trust him with things. I think with relationships, it, you want to handle it different because it's not just a man and another man, but it's things like that, like giving them m- small moments of vulnerability, giving them little things. Hey, they took that really well, or they responded really well, or, or whatever the case was. And then it's like, okay, I can trust them with more. You're building the trust, essentially, by doing that. And I think that that's a good way that a lot of people could potentially apply it because there's not a one-size-fits-all with a relationship or anything, right? But when you do it like that, that's like the basic. Just like with dieting, there's the basic that pretty much everybody can start off with. And then you customize it as you go. With trust, it's the same thing. Give them little pieces of whether it's information or your vulnerability. See how they respond. And when you realize that they haven't responded how you thought they would, that builds the trust. And then you can trust them with more and trust them with more and so on and so forth. And then you, you build this beautiful foundation that you now have. Why haven't you done that with any of your guy friends? The reason I say that okay. is because... No, it's, a, it's a valid question. It's a valid question. When you walk into a relationship, if you don't have somebody that you're going to to have those conversations with for you to be able to hear your own voice and have a different perspective on things, be... I don't want to use the word necessarily vulnerable, but you can use it, it is like vulnerable. Like 100%. having that person that you can go to and talk out the hard shit or just to release it, have someone that connects with it. Yeah. If you don't have that walking into a relationship, you're then holding on to that until you get to a place where you're trusting your partner. Right. And maybe your partner isn't the one that you want to go and throw all that bitching at anyways. Right, yeah. You have to have somebody else. So eventually you're gonna get comfortable yeah. with your with your partner right. to a point and then without you even realizing it, they become your emotional punching bag. Because well, yeah, like the subconsciously. Line, yeah, because yeah. the line you're not you're not fearing them walking anymore because you've been together long enough. So then you guys become each other's release in an unhealthy way, like you guys walked in here and did today. Yeah, but to be fair, me and him have been friends for like 10 years. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, but it's a valid point. It's, it's 100. Yeah, it and if, you're, if it's two partners doing it at each other, it can turn toxic very fast. Oh, without you even knowing it. 100%. Without you even knowing it, especially with comfortability, because now it's like, oh, you know, like you said, you just offload everything now and you don't consider how you're doing it. It's like, oh, I just do it. Well, and now the other person's holding all your... Right, and now like they're holding all resentment towards you, you're holding resentment towards them, and then all of a sudden there's one massive blowout, and it's like, wait a minute, should we even be together? Now you're questioning things that you shouldn't even be questioning. And then the intimacy's not there, because now you're just beating each other up. With a man, it's different, but you go ahead. So, yeah, I have... I'm curious how Colt feels about this, but I feel like, so when I'm at work, I have a lot easier time talking to Tim about things that I wouldn't talk to a lot of people about. Right. But I almost feel like it's because 
my job is a like more masculine job. Yeah. Like I feel like a man when I'm at my at my job. Right. You know, it's hard work. Like I feel comfortable there. Yeah. So would you feel more like would it be easier for you to open up when you're like at the gym, you know, lifting weights or 100%. you know, doing something more masculine? Hundred percent. Yeah. When I was at the steel plant, like steel workers, like that's a that's a man like I don't want to describe it, that's a man's job. You know, you're in the heat, you're handling steel, hot metal things, you're lifting hundred thousand pound objects. There's certain situations where somebody fucks up, it could end your life. Like, I mean, just like with you, you know, I yeah. mean, it's a very, it can be a very dangerous job in certain situations. And, but no, like if I'm in the gym or when I was at the steel plant, like the guys at the steel plant, dude, I would talk to them about anything. I mean, literally anything. It didn't bother me. But a big reason for that was the trust, you know, in a sense, because like with Tim, you have to trust him. He has to trust you when you're cutting shit down. He has to make sure you're not dropping it on his head. Right. And, you know, you know, you also have to trust that he's getting out of the way, that he's pulling on the ropes when you're, you know, things like that. So when you're in a job like what you and I have, like I have done, I don't do it anymore, but like I have done or farm work, like I've done that kind of work my whole life, just like you have, the trust that you have to build with somebody through that, you don't have time to do levels and layers. You, it just has to be there. You don't have the option to be like, well, I kind of trust him a little bit. Like, no, you have to trust me, dude. You have to trust me. Like, almost with your life in certain situations, it has to be there. And it, it develops a, very quickly. Because if you don't, it can literally mean life or death. Yeah. It has to be there. But it, it's but, more of a com like comfortability thing. Like, you, 100%. it's easier to show a little bit of weakness when you're doing something that makes you feel masculine uh, exactly because it's like yeah like when you're like not to cut you off but like when you're climbing the tree or whatever it is that you're you know doing which you know you can obviously describe but even like when i was at the steel plant and you know there's a hundred and sixty thousand pound object above our heads uh dude you gotta trust me man and not only that what we're doing right now or when we'd have molten steel and you're diving into it and stuff like that and you're sweating and you're yeah, i mean all these crazy things that you're doing it's like, dude, that guy, I know that guy is not fucking weak after what he just did. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit what he says to me. He's not weak. He could cry to me about his wife leave or whatever. And it's like, dude, I wouldn't look at him any different because it's like, dude, I know you're a fucking badass. I've seen it. Okay. So it makes it very easy. You're like a guy, the guy that's like benching 500 pounds. Like that's a, that's a strong fucking dude. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask Andrew this one first, but I want both oh your guys's. Uh, okay, I will. I will obviously let you respond. What is your definition of being a man then? Like. Yeah, dude, I ain't answering this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. No, here's the thing, because that understanding that is how we can start understanding each other and right. seeing where there's healthiness to it and where yeah. there's not, like where it's getting to that line of unhealthy because it's either holding you back or it's putting too much pressure on somebody else so I'm, like i'm giving you the look how do you feel like a man like what what <laughs> do you need inside of you to feel like you've made it oh god tread Damn. carefully <laughs> there's no no i honest i want honesty here because what you feel inside is still valid whether it's 
healthy, good, or anything. So what do I need to feel inside to feel like a man? Like why why do you need to feel like a man? Like you just sat here and said What validates you yeah. being a man? What's the validation? Like what do you need to feel whole as a man? Oh man. Dude, this is gonna suck. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm gonna say. Strength. Okay. Muscle wise. Yes. Courage. Mm-hmm. Um able to deal with my emotions on my own is one of the like things you know I've gotten better at that yeah. but um provider protector like I need my family to be provided for and I need to know that they're protected in any way that is me that's what I need all of that. Do you feel like you have that right now? Like, when's enough enough? Uh, it's never enough. God, I just want to fucking hug you. Dude. It's never enough. God, I just want to fucking hug you. I have been doing extra work, bringing in extra income. It's not enough. I still don't have enough. My bills are paid. It's not enough. Oh my god, I just, I just want <laughs> Dude, I might cry with my response, but I'm not going to. Hearing those things, though, like, it lets someone in to understanding how much pressure you put on yourself based off of what society has told you is what a man is. Again, yeah, that's, I mean, that's being a man. It's what you're taught from a very young age. At least that's what, you know, I was taught. Right. Like, emotions. Were you taught by words or were you taught through actions? Both. Both. Do you think some of it is just, not to cut Sarah off, do you think some of it's just instinctual, though, that you don't have control over? It's just your makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it is. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah. But, like, you know, the definitely words and actions. I mean, like, my dad didn't cry. He didn't show emotion. You know, I wasn't supposed to show emotion. Um... You know, the one time that he beat my ass and I started crying, he's like, oh, well, you know, we were just playing around, but then I started crying because he hit me too hard, and then it was, oh, well, that was for something that, you know, you did that I never caught you for. Justified. Like, that was the punishment that I didn't get for something that I must have done. Instead of holding accountability that yeah. too far. When I, raced, when I raced dirt bikes and one of the parents walked out onto the track and I slowed down to not hit him, I got, after the race was over, I got screamed at because I should have just dumped the clutch and ran his ass over. Fucking A. Because you don't slow down in the middle of a race. You're there to win. Mm. Fucking A. <laughs> Winning's more important than a human being. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Competition. You have to win. You play to be the best. Nothing else matters. I got first through third for many years, but that one, that one stuck with me. 100%. So. You play to win. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Nothing less. But what if you lose everything by winning? I got an answer for that one. Yeah, I think it's Colt's turn. Yeah. I, I gave my answer. I think you did really but good. Give Colt his turn. 
You and I will talk later. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> no Why? That, that, that's what I'm scared of uh, right there. No. It helps me understand. Uh, like, if I understand, I can hold space for it. Like, just because, even, whether I agree with it or not, like, it is your perspective. It's the things that you're struggling with. It's the things that are inside of you. Your traumas, your your patterning, like your your the cycles that you've lived through your life. If I can understand it, I can help hold compassion for it, whether it's right or wrong. And that's how we work together to overcome it and create a new existence for each other. I think that's what we've been doing, but you've never done that. You've never told me any of that. Not in that way. Alright, Colt. <laughs> your turn. No. Your turn. It is your turn. No. <laughs> yep. Get him. Get him. Get him. He knows get what him. I'm asking. <laughs> I know. Get him. Ask him again. He forgot already. No, he didn't. Because he's sitting there like, God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this for a lot of reasons. Some involve you, and some involve just vulnerability. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a man? From your perspective. A lot of it, Andrew, that, that Andrew said was it was spot on, and I look at it differently. Maybe because I've been single and I don't have kids, and I, I don't have that aspect of my life like he does. So maybe I will grow when that happens. But like, no, like strength above every like strength. You have to be strong to be a man. You have to be. You have to have courage. You have to be brave. You have to be able to love but you have to have the ability not the ability but in my mind people have to earn the right to see it and what I mean by that is with a woman I think a man should have be able to love a woman wholly and completely and be able to show her everything because I think that's what makes a man strong. She is his peace. A man doesn't want to come home to a woman that's pissed off all the time. Be his peace and you will never lose him. So a man needs to be those things, but also a man, all those things to me equal selflessness in, in my aspect of it. There's aspects of it you can see are selfish because I'm taking it all on myself and not sharing it and things like that. But, yeah, like competitive edge. You play to win at any cost. And I guess when I say selfless is that to me it's a beautiful thing what a man is when he has those things because, you know, protecting and providing you know, willing to die for what he loves and what he has. It, I don't know, it's it's like really weird. It gives men purpose. Like, it gives you a purpose. Men have to have purpose. Constructive purpose is, is best, but men have to have purpose. And when they're not, they are aimlessly lost and they, they don't have direction. And when a man doesn't have direction, he crumbles, in my opinion. I mean, you guys have seen it with me. Like, you're everywhere. You have no direction. You have no solace. It, it just... But yeah, to be a man, you need to be strong. You need to be courageous. You need to be brave. You need to be selfless. But you need to be able to love a woman. I say that specifically. 
You need to be able to be everything you can't be with other men. You need to be able to be that with your wife, your spouse. If you're not, like, you don't want to be vulnerable with another man to me. Yeah, I get that. You know, I, I, I understand the weakness dynamic with it. Don't be like that with your wife. Don't be like that. Be everything that you can't be in public or in your job or anything like that. Be able to be all those things with your wife. To, and I, I truly believe that. I'm not just saying that. I truly believe that. Because every great warrior, every great leader, every great courageous man had the, a queen or had the wife. And that was like his secret strength was having her. So you have to have the ability to be vulnerable with her and to love her unconditionally. And yeah. Um, as far as you know, competition like he was talking about. You play, you play to win, nothing less. You give it everything. And this sounds kind of crazy, but like, a lot of people have said it, and this is really extreme, but it's like, whatever you're doing. I mean, I take it to this extreme, but I, I think that's what can separate, not like the men from the boys, but it's what gives you a competitive edge. I mean, I do business, so I, I think of this in a business sense. If doing what you do means how do I say this without sounding totally fucking this radical? If winning, if winning means there's a chance you die, then you accept that and you do it anyway. And if you do, then you no regrets, no anything. You know, you go into it with that mindset. At least I do, but I don't have as much to lose. I don't have as you know things like you guys do. But and I would have no regrets for that. And all, but yeah, protector, provider, all. The, I mean, I'm really scattering all over this because there's so much I want to say that I'm still holding back a little bit. But yeah, and I think it's beautiful what a man is when he is those things. It's a beautiful thing when a man is those things. Have you thought about the mental pressure though? Like, cause it's that part of the job. It's just part of the. That, that's how I look at it. I'm not right. saying that's constructive. Right. But that's how I look at it. That comes with it, and you know what? I will deal with that. But what about the people that, like, and I'm not saying that you would do this. No, you're good. If that, I would, I'll tell you. No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, in a relationship, holding that amount of pressure, like, if they aren't vulnerable with a man then, if they're not releasing that pressure, then the wife becomes the release of that pressure. And then they come home from their job every day, throwing all of that anger and frustration at you as you said it the peace mm -hmm. she's supposed to be the peace but then when does she get to have that same thing like if you're holding all that pressure and she's got to be the peace like that's not unconditional that's that is conditional because if she brings her not peace to the table that creates conflict between the two of you because you're you're not releasing it anywhere else which means you're going to release it with your partner which is good if you're doing it in a healthy way but there's so many that hold it for so long and then it turns not healthy well and that's that's and I, I touch on that only because you're fine. like i know that that's what's going on in society right now no and i i think that's something that everybody individually has to understand is that when i say she's your piece it doesn't mean she's your punching bag it doesn't mean you can just do whatever and she just has to deal with it 
Definitely nothing like that. And I'm not saying that's what you're indicating, but right. I'm just ex expressing that's that. That's how people will take it sometimes. Right. And, and that's something like, don't that... don't say anything to me right now because I had a bad day. Like, I don't give a fuck about your day. Right. And that that's and where... that's a problem in a relationship. Well, no, it is. And that's where, you know, and that's what I mean when you say you have to love her unconditionally. You have to be mindful of her feelings. You have to be mindful of her space, her emotions. Mm -hmm. You have to be mindful of those things, and and if you love a woman unconditionally, then you are that. You you do understand that dynamic. You do see like, hey, it's not just about me offloading my stuff to you or you offloading it to me. It's having the ability to compromise, communicate all the things that you might not do with a man. Like certain things with men, like that I've even had in the past, like say at my work. Like, hey, you know, like, just to put it simply, it's like, oh, you want to be an asshole? Then fuck you. I don't need you. I'm not going to compromise with you because I don't fucking have to. You don't do that with your wife, though. You have, you have know. You, not you, to cut you off. No, you're good. But have you thought of, or have you heard the perspective? Andrew and I listened to it. It was a podcast. I don't remember who the guy was. But he mentioned kind of what you're talking about. He was talking about, like, what the masculine needs internally. Mm -hmm. And it was something about, like you guys need that strength like you have to be strong for your partner like mm -hmm. for a feminine partner yeah you need to be strong you need to not like being vulnerable is hard because you don't want to throw all your problems on to them to fix right exactly but at some point you have to have somebody that you can release that stuff with somebody to talk it out with so his yeah. thought process was you need another man. one to three men no, and that's what I was going to say, is that men need other men because, as a woman, I could, how do I say it, like, you know, me and Andrew have demonstrated it today and multiple times. When he was describing what he thought could be a man, I was sitting over here, it's like, dude, I get it. Like, I don't question it, I don't doubt it. I, I, I totally understood everything he was saying from, on not just, like, a surface level, but, like, the depths and the reasons behind it. Like, I understood it completely. Right. And, and that's the thing, like when you have a spouse, she can be your peace and, and things like that. But there's certain things that, I, and I think this is where compromise comes in, but also understanding as well, understanding yourself as a man is that you have to understand that there's certain things that your wife won't be able to maybe, I don't want to say understand, but connect, connect with. She's just not going to be able to. And also men are overthinkers like crazy. I mean, people are in general, but men really overthink because they're usually balancing so many things. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd want a woman to truly see the internal workings of my mind 100% because it'd be like, holy shit, that's what you think about all day, every day. You're carrying that burden all day, every day. I, you know? Listen. <laughs> that I don't think you understand. Like, that's the thing. You... You don't, I don't understand, understand the female brain because we are mentally carrying but, a lot. Well, right, but but back to what you were saying though. One to three men, I think whoever said that is right. You don't need twenty fucking friends. No. You don't need ten friends. You need three motherfuckers. Right. That's what you need. That that's it. Keep your circle small. Keep your circle tight. And yeah, no, men need other men. For the things that for things like that because just like when he was saying that dude i get it like but you don't even have to say like i get it why do you guys think that society now like there's so many that won't 
so many that won't work. There are so many men that do not talk with their friends. They do not share their burdens. They do not share the vulnerable stuff. They bring it back to their partner, and it's like ruining relationships. Convenience is part of it. She's there. It's convenience. And it's also, I think, part of it is set um, on what men or people in general perceive as relationships. Like, you're there. You're convenient. I see you every day. You're my emotional punching bag. You're there. I don't have to be vulnerable with a man. I can just take it out on you. And as unhealthy as that is, I just think that's how people perceive it. Like, oh, we're married, so that's just what comes with it. It's easy. It's convenient. Well, if you think about human (laughs) behavior, humans go with everything that's convenient. Fast food's convenient. It's not healthy, but it's convenient. You know, same thing with a lot of other things. Ordering from Amazon is cheaper. It's better than going to the store. It's convenient. It comes from my house. I don't have to leave. People like convenience. Um, But I think another thing that, that men do, or people do actually in general, is that anybody who seems friendly with them, they're like, oh, that's my friend. It's like, no. Like, find quality friends, not just people that are there. So you have to, at that point, you have to have respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like there's people that I've been friends with, you know, for a long time. And then what they had, well, not what they were bringing to the table, but what they offered in the relationship or friendship or whatever. It, um, it wasn't productive. It wasn't constructive. It was always, you know, it was drama or it was negative or it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't need this. Like, yeah, I've known you for 10 years, but it's like, dude, this, this, no, I'm not dealing with this anymore. You have to be able to make that hard call as a, as a not even just as a man, but as a, as a, person. As a person. You know, so you, you want to find quality friends. Friends that when you talk about something, they're happy for you, not bringing you down. Mm-hmm. When you trust them with something, they don't betray you. Someone who's consistent. You know, I'll take consistency over almost anything. Consistency's key. Right. You know, like, fi- like respect yourself enough to say, hey, if you're not these things, I don't want to let you into my life. Have that self-respect for yourself to say, hey, not like, not like shut people off that are different from you, but like I said, have the self-respect to make sure that you have quality friends. The people that are around you want the best for you and you want the best for them. And, and then that builds trust, that builds loyalty, that builds, you know, uh, friendships, relationships, whatever. And, and then, you know, you can trust it. Like with Andrew, you know, and I, you know, I've known him for 10 years, but like in the last, you know, six months, seven months, we've come a lot cr- closer in the last seven months than we have almost the last seven years. But we start, but when we went to Tennessee, but also just the trust level. It's like, hey, you know, I trusted him with some vulnerability. He trusted me and we communicated and we both realize, wow, not only do we have a lot in common, but we're both similar. We're both loyal men. We're both respectful men. We're both strong. We're both courageous. We're both brave. We're both protectors. We're both providers. But also, he's not going to betray me, and I'm not going to betray him. So we have that there. So that's why I do confide in him. Mm-hmm. So I have that with him. And But it, it took all those years and all those things, you know, and then finally... but what developed over seven months is better than the last 10 years because we took those steps to summarize his stuff it's harder to create a safe space for the masculine side Mm -hmm. that they feel safe enough to actually open up and show that vulnerability yeah like think about it i mean as Mm -hmm. feminine like a lot of feminine will just open up to other other women just because yeah in society it's in not, general yeah. yeah it's not that easy 
for a man. Because like, men are in competition with each other. Like yeah. we just said, competitive edge is everything. Yep. Well, if I give him vulnerability, now he could potentially have something on me that he could use to put me down and put himself above me. Well, I'm competitive. You're not going to be above me. And men look at each other as competition more so. Yeah, so it's a lot more difficult. That's why men don't open up as much because it's a lot harder to find that safe space where they feel comfortable enough in order to show some vulnerability and open up. Right. Express their feelings. And as fucked up as it is, if I can say this briefly, men, I think, will open up to women a little easier sometimes. And this might sound fucked up, but it's because men are physically stronger than women. So it's like, oh, you guys talk shit on me. I'm stronger than you in ways that you can't be. So you could say something to me, but you're not about, you're not going to put yourself, you can't put yourself above me on a physical level. Like if I, like if I gave you information and then you threw it in my face, it's like, Sarah, like I'm stronger than you. I'm braver than you. I'm more courageous than you. So no matter what you say, you'll never top me on that. So competitively, you'll never be above me in that sense. As fucked up as that sounds. That's a perspective. It's a perspective, but it's a real one when it comes to men. See, men now, how do we heal that? Because you realize how, like... That, that sounds super fucked it's up. It's dividing as hell. How do you, do? How do you like, change that? Because like, you're not better than me, I'm not better than you. No, and I, I know that, but a lot and of men... that's and, where healthy is. But a lot of men in society, like, if they felt attacked, that's what they resort back to. To, to make it and seem like... Again, how do we... How do we start taking the steps to heal that? I mean, that's... Honestly, that's one where I can say to me... I mean, if you have anything, please add it, Andrew. But to me, that's the million-dollar question. It really is, because I can't sit here and say really anything in-depth or constructive that would change that if the worst was to happen. I can't. That's what I would resort back to. No. It'd be like, from a physical sense, I'm stronger, braver, more courageous, everything. Fuck you. I don't care about your words. Now, like, how to heal that? It's the million dollar question. You find the answer to that, but it's you like, let me know. What it brings up in me is like, you guys think that what you bring to the table is more important than what the feminine brings. Like, you're not allowing space for the fact that you know, if you're in that space of you have to be the provider, you have to make sure that everyone's protected, you have to do all these things. Mm -hmm. What about all the stuff that the feminine then has to hold for you? You get to go to work because the woman is taking care of the kids. She's holding all the emotions at the home. She's doing all the things in the home. Because if you're providing and, you know, protecting, then you're probably not home. You're working 12 hours a day or more well yeah usually that's how it works if you want more time with me there's less money you want more money there's less time you gotta pick and so like the woman is holding everything else that takes to have a healthy home which means in my perspective like they're doing 75 percent of it while the man's just going and providing which is yes absolutely important but that's not an even partnership at all so like i get it and I'm holding space for it. Like, I'm not blaming you guys, but that's the unhealthy part of it. And where the feminine is not being seen, like, or validated of like, yeah, you are doing all these things, but you guys are doing just as much and everyone's holding it. 
everyone's holding all this space for what they're going through but they're not allowing anyone to like come to the middle of oh yeah like how do we make this a little more even or how do we conversate through it because there is no there's no you're better i'm better or i'm better you're better like it it that's so unhealthy and it just oh. hurts my heart no and, and I, that's why i said in the beginning it's like this is fucked up however you know it's like and sucks. It, it, you know the thing is it, it does in its own right and it is fucked up and it is wrong but as far as not even a 12-step process but any advice on how to fix that like i said that's that's truly the million dollar question because honestly even as a man i don't know I truly don't know. And honestly, I think men struggle with that because men are fixers. And like right now when you say that, it's like, I wish I had an answer. I feel bad because I don't because I'd want to be able to maybe fix that and maybe make things better. But I, I don't know, dude. I truly don't know. If someone came up to you and said, hey, if you do these things... And, you know, like, I don't know, mental health work, you know, go through this mental health process, like rewiring your perspective, rewiring how your brain works, mm. all this like develop self-developmental stuff. Okay. And it would lead you to this space of not feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And then that would change the cycle for your children mm-hmm. that you do bring into this world. Yep. And then those children will go and they've now broke, like you've broken the cycle because you've chosen to rewire and redo everything that you were taught. Mm-hmm. If someone was to tell you that that would work, would you guys be able to do it? Like, would you be able we're to- We're saying hypo- hypothetically. Hypothetically, like if someone said, this, was the, this is the way you heal it, this is the way you change the cycle, this is the way that we start moving towards a healthier outlook for everybody. Mm-hmm. How many of the masculine perspective would be like, no, I can't do that because that's too much? 99%. Minimum. Put 100 men in a room, maybe one would say... Put 100 men in a room, 80 would say no, 20 would try it, 15 to 16 would fail, the other four, three might learn it, accept it, but wouldn't apply it, one might actually change, maybe. And that's a maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. 80 men would walk out immediately and be like, nope, done. No, no, not doing it. Yep. Um, How did I do it with you? One-on-one. I mean, think about, so there's all these people. There's all these guys on TikTok. I see it all the time. Talking about, hey, you know, I know you're struggling. You made it through the day. Like, I'm proud of you, bud. Whatever it's that safety net i'm in my own home or wherever i can be by myself and staring at my phone screen and have this guy talking to me i don't have to respond he can't see me he can't nothing but i hear the words he's saying to me and it helps yeah because it sinks into my brain and i know that he's (coughs) talking to me i can feel that you can take it how you want you're not under pressure or anything i don't have to be vulnerable i don't have to yes you know anything yes right there like it's all about that safe space creating a safe space for a man to actually show 
his emotions and feel safe enough to express. Yeah, no, nailed it. His trouble. Fucking na- no, you nailed that. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, you're in your own home. Like yeah. the other, like the other day when I cried, I didn't do it in front of anybody. I did it in exactly. my own home where I felt safe and I expressed those emotions in front of nobody, but I still grew from that. I didn't have to have anybody else. I grew from that myself, but in an area where I feel safe. And no, you nailed it with that because when you're watching the video, like when you're with a therapist, they can pick up on your aura, their energy. Like, no, 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 you don't do that through a computer. Yeah. I see what you, what you, you, I hear what you're saying. Now, as a man, I'm in control, which men love, to take it how I want, apply it how I want in an area where I feel comfortable to do it in any way where I am not vulnerable to anybody, not subjected to any judgment, labeled as anything. It's all up to me, which men love that. Yep. They love being responsible for that, taking that in and everything. That's why like, when you watch like Tony Robbins videos or David Goggins or these guys, it's like, dude, I'll get more inspired by that and grow from that tenfold more than I will any therapist because it's up to me how I take it. I have the power to change it. And men love that. So you want to start changing something like that? He nailed that. That'd be like the best first step is things like that. That, But that's why a lot of men resonate with those videos. Yeah. Like, Like, I mean, what if, but what about the ones that are too busy working and they're not sitting on their phone watching TikTok or they're not taking time to see a different perspective or have that ability to bring it in. So like what does their partner need to do? Like hold the space or do like I did with you and be like, this is what I'm doing? I mean, there's a lot you could say to that. Yeah, because it also goes into, uh, you know, like trust. How much do they trust their partner? Yep. How much has their partner actually held space and shown that they are safe? Right. Like, safe for them to release their emotions to. Yep. You know? And that's that's what it all boils down to. You want to fix it, the first question is, how do you make the masculine energy feel safe? How do you create yes. a safe space? Yes. Because that, yep. in itself, is the main million-dollar question to fix everybody out there who's struggling. That's every man. Like ninety nine point nine percent of men, right there. You want a man to trust you. you. You want to be his peace, but you want a man to trust you and open up to you. Create a space where he feels safe enough where he can. Exactly. Nailed it. Right fucking there, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. Because if I don't feel safe, if I feel like I could get judged, or I could get whatever, I ain't opening up to nobody. I don't give up. Yeah. I'll I'll lose you before I'll do that. You have One. to make sure you can let that guard down. Yep. If they cannot let their guard down, you're, you're not fucked. getting anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. It's a wall. Well, it's a wall to the point where, and correct me if I'm going overboard with this, but like we'll say in the family setting, I'll lose you before I break that wall down. I'll lose you. I'll let you walk, and I'll deal with that before I'll let that wall down. If you don't create, if not you, but if there's not a safe that's a space that's safe enough for me to open up, I'll lose you before I let that wall go down. Yeah, and I'll regret the hell out of it. And everything like that, but I will let you walk before I let that guard down. That's how strong that wall is with men. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Nailed it, dude. Well done. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that like almost like, dude, that like makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me happy in the sense. No, it makes me happy that like you said that because it's like, it's so fucking real. Like what you just said is so real. And it like gives me insight to like myself. Like you, I heard you say it, and it's like, 
yeah, like that's what I've been trying to get to this whole point, and you nailed it. So it's like, wow. But it it, it is so as as unfortunate as it is, it is that is very real. That is very raw, and that is you aren't going to get much closer to the truth than that. I mean, that is it, man. And the sad part is, though, is what I said. Men would walk. They, they'd let you walk before they'd let that wall down if, if there's not a safe space. Shit, I was almost there. Exactly. I almost did. Yeah. And it wasn't with, like that, but, I mean, things like, you know, with me before. like but Not with, like, the one I'm with now, but other ones, like, you walk. Right. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need you. Now I self-sabotage it and put myself in the mind frame so I can get through it. I don't need you. I don't this. I don't that. Now I'm in mindset where it's like, oh, I didn't lose anything now. That's the way I can handle it. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's that's fucking beautiful. Holy shit. Because I just realized, like, nobody feels safe. Because, like, you just sat there and nailed it. Like, for, for you guys. But nobody, I've not heard anyone from the masculine state it in that way. That you need a safe space. Like, you're not, you don't feel safe. No. Well, yeah, because that but, takes trust and vulnerability to okay. actually speak that. No, but continue, please, sir. But think about the feminine of we are brought into this world never being safe. Which means all of us are at feminine, masculine, whether you identify as non-binary, it does not matter. It means the entire world is just walking around here not fucking feeling safe. And it breaks my heart like I just want to cry for the world because that sucks it does and And I just want to hold space for it I'm sorry like I'm sitting here like holding space for you guys that's why I didn't say anything because you guys deserve to say that you don't feel safe like I don't want to bring to the table like that I've never felt safe my entire life. Why not? Because we were raised that way. We have to be raised that way because men are stronger than us and we can walk out that door and be overpowered in any situation we walk into. Are you surprised that Andrew said that though, that men don't feel safe? Does it surprise you? It doesn't, but it's not a perspective that I really like, I didn't have the words with. No, I, I knew it was there. But I didn't, hearing him say it in that way just connected like a piece in my brain that it wasn't there. And it just sucks. Because you're not feeling safe. I'm not feeling safe. If none of us are feeling safe, how do we connect? How do we be vulnerable? And how do we create a beautiful relationship? And I think you and I have taken it to that place where we do feel safe with each other. Like I can tell you anything and I know I'm good. And I think we're getting there, that you feel the same with me. I would mm-hmm. hope so. But like, how long did it take us to get there and have the hard conversations? And maybe that's where it starts, is you pick one person and then you can start bringing that into the world outside of yourself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it just, I don't know, I wanna hold space for the fact that none of us feel safe and it sucks. It does. The world's fucking brutal, man. No, I don't think it's brutal. Oh, fuck, I do. I think it's just, we've all been just surviving for so fucking long. And it's time for us to stop. Instead of survive, let's fucking thrive and live. 
Well, are you guys anything else? We out? I think right. I'm good. Yeah. See, I fucking know I am. This is a fucking heavy episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, but fuck, no, man. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a hell of a conversation, but there was definitely some very good highlights in that. Damn. All right. All right. Yeah, wow. Talking shit. Out. All right. Bye.